Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics and all things in between. I'm Derek, and uh, we're reading Old Thought Next Door. Uh, the last chapters we read were chapters uh, 13 and 14, I believe, and um, I'm, I'm still trying to... I refuse to believe, but I know that it's real at some point that somewhere there are people who treat people who give them good news the way that Vernita treated uh, Dr. Chang Lee. Um, I'm still scratching my head over it though. Like, yeah, you got misdiagnosed with for real. That's still such a huge cop out. Like I really, I really do hate that that happened. I really do hate that that idea. I know that when you write, an idea will come to you as it comes to you. And sometimes you're just like, you know what? I gotta go ahead and go with it. I gotta, I gotta write what's in my mind as it comes because I never know when it's gonna come back. I understand that wholeheartedly, but this is just like, oh, you didn't have cancer. So now you can go back to being the same selfish, manipulative, manipulative honestly horrible friend that you were before. And then to say that she um, only has a sex drive because of the medication she was taking. Like, didn't she say uh, beforehand that she was enjoying sex and her husband just couldn't give it to her right? Like, wasn't that in the book? I believe it was in the book. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go back and look for it. I might. I might, like, I might just pop up with it halfway through and be like, you know what? But right now I'm not. Um, but yeah, no, nah, this ain't cool. It ain't. Um, so yeah, in chapter 13, she was talking with uh, Dr. Chang Lee about how she was gonna sue the hospital, which understandable. But I still would have been like, thank you so much for taking this huge weight off my chest. Like, you ain't just going to tell me I don't have cancer anymore. And all of a sudden, I want to square up with you. Like, that's not really like that's not A to B. That's like A to Q. Um, and then in the next uh, chapter, she meets her next door neighbors who she thought was going to be some uh, hood thug jail cell ratchet niggas, even though she says in this chapter that she a long time ago moved out to be amongst the white folks so she can get out the hood. Like she got real sedity in this chapter. Like she did. Like 
I don't know. Old people have an ability to just flip, but this is like a huge, like, oh, no, nah, I ain't never sucked dick. Why are you sucking dick? And then be like, since, you know, but I mean, throughout this book, Vernita's been a complete just, like, you never know which way Vernita's leaning. Um, and that's how it was written. So I can't get mad at that. But she met her uh, her neighbors, Rodessa and Ricky. And um, this is after she decided that she couldn't live without the medication that gave her a sex drive. So basically, she couldn't live without her sex drive. I don't know. Like, without it, was she going through withdrawals? I thought she was going through withdrawals. But, I mean, if you have a sex drive... It shouldn't matter if you got medication or not. And I know that, you know, some folks do have to do certain things to get their sex drive up. They have to take shots or whatever it may be. But if you was a bad bitch from the beginning and you've been sucking dick since forever and you've been just fucking all these young niggas and whatnot, I think you would have told us that, you know, this all started back when I did this. I wasn't like this until this. But no, she was talking like she's always been this way. So she took four pills, even though she was only supposed to take two. And then she goes out and she meets her neighbors, Rodessa and Ricky. She also gets a call from um, Charday, who is Alice's daughter, uh, saying that Vernita was, or saying that uh, Alice was awake. Um, and so Vernita said that she was going to go and see her after she went to the, uh, after she went to the gym. Um, but yeah, no. So she's off this medication and she meets Rodessa, who's a gold, who's a old, older lady with purple weave and, and gold teeth in her mouth. And this woman got the nerve to judge her. And then Rodessa's husband come out, Ricky, and he a young boy. And then you immediately want to drop down in the middle of the windy, snowy, icy street and suck his dick. Like you just talking bad about somebody while you sitting here contemplating sucking that husband's dick in front of him. Like, come on now. So now um, we are on chapter 15. Rodessa don't seem to like uh, Vernita very much, which is understandable. I mean, you looked like you was about to suck her husband's dick right in front of her. Like, that's just, that's classy. So um, now we're going to see what happens next. You know, whatever. We're having a good time. Hopefully, you know, she don't actually drop down and get her eagle on the fucking gym or something like that because... We don't need that sort of drama, but we'll see. This chapter 15 of Old Thought Next Door. Let's go. Chapter 15. The health club was virtually empty, and that's exactly how I liked it. I hated working out when everyone named Mammy was here. It had been some time since I stepped foot in the gym, but it sure did feel good to be back. Lord knows it did. I mean, wasn't it like three days? I mean, I know that if you were, if you exercise every day, when I used to go to the gym every day prior to what we're going through right now and wear a mask, motherfucker, stay safe. Um, but, you know, back in those days, I, if I if I missed the gym for like a day, I'd be like, oh, no, oh, no. But I wouldn't lie and be like, it's been seven whole years. <sighs> I ain't been to the gym in a day. I need to get back in there. I feel, you know. Feel naked, feeling the nude. <laughs> but um, anyways. 
I was down on the main floor in the cardio section. I loved walking on the treadmill for a good hour while I listened to my music before I hit the weights. As some Cardi B played into my earphones from my phone, I danced, walked on the treadmill. Baby, these thighs need to get back to shape. And truth be told, once I got done walking on this treadmill, I need to run over to the leg extension machine to work on my quads. My knees were starting to give me some issues. Perhaps I should look into getting me a personal trainer. However, when I walked in earlier and took a peep around for the trainers that were currently working here, none of them piqued my interest. And by piquing my interest, what I really meant was that none of them niggas looked good and I didn't want to have to waste my time getting worked out by some young stank heifer. I just continued to work out using the little knowledge I still have from when Markel used to work me out. I sure did miss that boy from time to time. Aside from the good dick, he was also a good conversation. We used to talk about everything. Deep into my treadmill workout, I had my eyes laser focused on the calorie counter. I was going to make sure I burned at least 400 calories. I closed my eyes and held on to the machine. My imagination went off thinking about nothing but dick. That medicine was starting to go into overtime in my body. Tomorrow, I better scale back and go back to only popping two pills. All of a sudden, my eyes popped wide up when I felt a few taps on my shoulder. I glanced over my right shoulder and lo and behold, it was Mr. Juan. I immediately stopped the machine and yanked my earphones off. Mr. Juan, how are you? You work out at this gym? I never seen you here before. Yes, ma'am, he confidently answered with the biggest grin on sexy ass face, revealing those pretty ass teeth. Child, I swore this Mexican man was so delicious looking. I wanted to ride his face. Shit, he could ride my face. I see that you're getting it in. You look good for your age. Oh my, thank you so much for the compliment. You look pretty good yourself. Who, child, I just knew I was blushing. This pussy was blushing too. Blushing and gushing. Ah, get it, girl. Sorry. <clears throat> Gracias. He grinned once again, then licked his lips. Bitch, my knees was going to buckle, and I was going to have to run to the bathroom and play with my pearl if this man didn't immediately get away from me. So what kind of workouts do you do? He asked as he started stretching. This boy had on nothing but a tight-fitting black tank top that revealed all these tattoos running down his cut-up arms. So many veins were running all over his forearms. Child, I could only imagine how many veins were running all over that dick of his. And he looked like he had a big old pretty dick. But then as I thought about it, you know the Mexicans don't be circumcised. And uncut dicks was a huge turnoff for me. Bernita does not like to pull no damn dick skin back. That's just nasty. Well, it depends. My workouts vary, but I try to do exercises to keep my legs toned and whatnot. I don't want to push too much weight because I'm not trying to look all butch. I'll leave that to young guys, I said, chuckling. Yeah, I feel you. Well, I do light workouts too. I try not to lift too many weights because it affects my boxing. My eyebrows raise. You're a boxer? Yeah. Golden Gloves champion all throughout high school. Wow. Oh, yes, honey. Juan was going to have to pound on this pussy then. Not to infringe or anything, but you said you were going to call me about some moving needs. Were you still shopping around? You know, I've been caught up in some other stuff and it totally slipped my mind that I was supposed to call you, I told him. 
one of my good friends is actually in the hospital and I've been stressed out about that situation along with some other personal stuff. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay though. Well, perhaps I can give you a call later on tonight. Juan hesitated and then said, or maybe I can come by and we can talk in more detail. My eyes immediately shot open out of surprise. Come by my place? Hell, sign Vernita up. Baby, you can come and come anytime you want. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be free later on tonight. I just got to go check on my friend because I just found out she's doing better. What time works for you, Mr. Juan? I threw him a seductive grin. Mr. Juan scrunched his face and then licked his lips. Sure, perhaps I'm free after 5 p.m. Cool. Well, I need to finish my workout and then I'm going to head out to the hospital. I still have your business card, so I'll tell you when I'm free. How does that sound? Sounds great, Miss Fernita. Oh, you even still remember my name and everything, huh? Of course. Juan said as he flashed another sexy grin and then licked his lips. He rubbed his goatee and his eyes turned to curious slits as I noticed he quickly scanned my body up and down. Oh, yeah. He was definitely feeling me. And I was feeling him, too. Wow. You know, it must have been something in this medicine had these boys all over me. Maybe this medicine made my natural smell waft in the air and these boys could pick up on it. After all, I know my pussy got a delectable smell and flavor to it. And I knew that for sure, because anytime I suck some dick after I let a nigga knock these sugar walls out, I just had to get a taste of myself. Excuse me, ma'am, is everything okay? <clears throat> huh? My face scrunched in the utter confusion. In the blink of an eye, Mr. Juan had disappeared and now standing in front of me with one of them ugly ass personal trainers. What are you talking about? I asked as I suddenly got annoyed. Damn, where did Juan just jet off to? What the hell just happened? The personal trainer, who was short and kind of chubby, just stood there holding his waist with this look of confusion plastered on his face. Well, you've been talking to yourself for quite some time. You were having a whole ass conversation as if somebody standing next to you or something. Is everything okay? I smacked my teeth and rolled my eyes. Boy, get away from me. Let me guess. This is your way of trying to get me to sign up for them personal training sessions y'all selling. Well, if that's the case, I'm not interested. I already have a personal trainer. This boy need to get the hell on before I smack the fuck out of him. But damn, where did Juan go? I looked around, didn't see a single trace of him. How in the hell did he disappear that quickly? No, ma'am. Actually, my schedule is already booked and I'm not certified to work out senior citizens. Mr. Ron is a trainer with that type of expertise. He replied with a concerned raised brow. But like I said, I've been watching you for a minute now. And you've been talking to yourself. At first, I thought you were on the phone. <sighs> Please. I don't have no time for the motherfucking games. Get the hell away from me. You know, good and goddamn well, I'll stand here talking to somebody. He was just standing here. He probably went to go lift some weights. No, ma'am. The trainer replied again, shaking his head. He pursed his lips and walked off. 
This strange feeling overcame me and then I immediately hopped off the treadmill. I scurried over to the weight section and looked for one, but the entire area was clear. Literally, nobody was in the gym. Getting nervous and wondering just how in the hell he zipped off like that, I made my way over to the check-in desk because I had to ask the receptionist if she had seen Juan. Excuse me, miss, I announced. She spun around and looked at me. Yes, she replied with this annoyed look on her face. One of my friends was just in the gym and I was wondering where he went. He was a tall Hispanic young man who looked no older than 30. Very handsome, with a nice beard. You seen him? No, ma'am. You're actually the only one in here at the moment. Noon is a dead time, and the only other people who came in here were two people looking to get a membership, she replied, and then threw her eyes back onto her phone. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. You're literally the only person here right now, ma'am. Rage suddenly filled my core, and I was ready to explode. I think you're lying to me. All of you motherfuckers are lying to me. Where's my friend? The receptionist girl, some young yellow fat girl with micro braids, shot me a look of concern. Ma'am, calm down. What? What is the problem? Just like that, I snapped back into reality and clutched my chest out of surprise that I had just had an unexpected meltdown like that. What in the hell was happening to me? Ma'am, is everything okay? Do you need me to call somebody? The receptionist asked again. No, I'm sorry, dear. I... I just, uh, I'm, I'm just a bit confused right now, I said as I rubbed my temples and started to feel dizzy. Damn, the medication was kicking in big time. I began to feel a bit loopy and everything around me seemed like a faint blur. Was this the tumor though? I had no idea, but all I knew at the moment was that I needed to head back home. I quickly spun around and dashed into the women's locker room to get my belongings. Rummaging through my locker, I stuffed my gym bag like a maniac and then slammed the locker door shut. But the second the door shut, standing next to me was Juan. My eyes exploded with fear and surprise. What in the hell are you doing in here? You can't be in the women's locker room. Boy, are you crazy? This boy was absolutely out of his mind for sneaking in here like this. But something wasn't right. How in the world did that girl at the front desk not know he was here? Then again, that heifer was so caught up in looking at her damn phone that she probably didn't even notice him strolling in. And then that personal trainer was full of hot bullshit. Got me out here thinking I was crazy. I want to fuck you, Vernita. I want to be your poppy chulo. He seductively groaned and then without hesitation grabbed me and slammed me up against the locker. Boy, let go of me. Are you crazy? I shouted to the top of my lungs. You want me. I knew it from the moment I met you. Stop resisting me. He leaned in and started planting all types of kisses all over my neck. Then he slithered his tongue up to my earlobe and whispered in my ear, I want to get you fucking pregnant. I want you to have my baby. He then looked at me deep in my eyes and instantly my pussy began to quiver uncontrollably. Yes, fuck me. Fuck me, Mr. Juan. Fuck it. Before I do that, I want you to ride my face, he said. And without hesitation, he got down on the locker room floor and beckoned me to come sit on his face. I couldn't resist. My mind was racing with so many nasty thoughts. Not even the fear of getting caught fazed me. I didn't care. This is exactly what I wanted, what I needed in this very moment. He was playing a game on me and he was playing it well. 
I pulled my gym shorts and panties down in one swoop and tossed them off to the side. My light-shaven kitty was now out in the open. My clit was throbbing and jumping. Juan licked his lips and growled. Give it to me, Mama Cita. That culo looks juicy. I'm going to give it to you, all right. And just like that, I jumped right on his face, started gyrating. Holding on to his head, I felt his tongue slither between my clit and ass. With his thick lips, he sucked the shit out of my pearl. Tightening my thighs around his head, I felt his beard tickle my inner thighs. My eyes rolled in the back of my head, and I knew I was going to squirt all over that place. Yes, slob on that cat. Get it nice and wet for that dick, I groaned. Piss all over me, I then heard him mumble. You want me to do what? I shouted back at him. I said piss all over my face. I want to drink your pee. Do it, he commanded. Now that right there was a whole level of freakiness. As I felt him continue to devour my juicy guts, I succumbed to his nastiness. I drowned him out with my urine. Yes, mommy, don't stop, he begged as he tried to drink him as much as he could. I glanced down and saw a puddle beginning to grow on the locker room floor around his head. Man, what is you doing? Those loud words pierced me back into reality. My eyes widened with shock, and I stared at the Mandrita Club standing there looking mortified along with some other health club employees. As I continued squatting on the ground, I glanced down and saw that Juan was once again gone. But I kept pissing all over the floor. I, um, I, leave me alone, I screamed. Yo, someone called the police. This old bitch is fucking crazy. The manager, a tall and slender black fellow, screamed, Bitch, fucking piss all over the goddamn floor. I, I thought Juan was there too for a second because, you know, it could happen. I, I was going to call him the Hispanic LL Cool J licking his lips and shit like that. But then turns out that's just what she wants him to do. I mean, she's starting to have visions. <laughs> it's like <laughs> she she she's starting to see stuff that ain't there and between that and her uh passing out uh, in an earlier chapter and her forgetting what she was doing and all that kind of shit i think that her old age is more of an issue than brain cancer like they never reflected back on those things like her forgetting where she was and that kind of stuff they attributed it to brain cancer, but that ain't brain cancer. Like I said, that is on some straight Alzheimer's dementia type stuff. Um, I mean, but if you're going to have dementia, you may as well have dementia thinking somebody trying to eat your pussy. But damn. Whew. Pissed all over me. Like, damn. Okay. And then you thought he was drinking it. Like, come on now. That ain't how water sports work. Like, is it? I don't know for sure. I don't know. Don't piss all over me. I, I get mad about that. Reminds me of when I had to sleep in beds with folks who would drink right before they went to sleep and then piss. I was like six. Um, but yeah, no, she's talking out loud to her her imagination. That is some real shit. That is some real like upper level dementia type shit i'm not even joking that's that's i'm not trying to be funny and i'm trying to figure out how they're going to get her through this because she's literally pissing on the floor in the bathroom with her pants and underwear off squatting down 
Get at least fuck the bench. I mean, ain't none of it clean, but you on the ground and shit. You grinding the ground. I mean, you squatting down, I guess. So I guess your your kitty ain't ain't touching the turf, but damn, your pussy gonna get athlete's foot. <laughs> <laughs> you better put some tough acting to acting on that shit. Oh god dang. Hopefully she was near a drain because she literally pissed all over the floor. I hope that it's not a carpeted fucking gym. Oh shit. Do you know how hard it is to get pissed out of a carpet? Whew. Man, didn't have any more sleepovers after that. And when we did have sleepovers, them motherfuckers better be in a bed. I would much rather have to wash a pissy sheet than have to scrub a pissy ass carpet. Them kids would turn face down and just piss into the carpet. Like, oh God, what is wrong with you? Why the fuck? You can't. Oh, I'm not going to judge you for peeing on yourself. I'm not going to judge you for peeing the bed, but this ain't the bed, nigga. We got funk now. And I don't just mean the funk that we have between us. I mean, the floor fucking stinks, dog. Ooh, if I was that manager, I'd be hot. I understand him screaming like that. This old bitch is fucking crazy. She pissing all over the goddamn floor. I got to clean this shit up. That ain't all no alarmed. I'm scared for her shit. That's on some motherfucker. We just opened that. Nobody else here. I just got this shit done. And now I got to clean this fucking piss off this goddamn floor before people come in after the noon break. Like people start coming in at one o'clock and you pissing on the motherfucking floor. What's wrong with you? I don't know how she's going to get out of this one, though. Like, this is on some straight. You either, I'm either going to call the cops or I'm going to call the hospital. You're going to get picked up. I'm not throwing you out um, because that would require me having to touch you while you sitting there squatting with no underwear or shorts on. You were just moaning to a nigga who didn't exist. You just went up and verbally lambasted my fucking front, front of desk receptionist person about a person who didn't exist. So of course they're gonna come and snitch to me because we all young and we wanna laugh at what you doing, like the fuck ups you doing, like what the fuck are you doing? Who she got dementia. If she ain't got dementia, I'm fucking shocked. I am shook. I don't know what he's gonna call this if he's not gonna call it dementia. Like seriously. Whew. Don't be pissing all over the goddamn floor. I don't care what you think. I don't care if you masturbate. I, I, I'm not going to get into what you do. Everybody needs that release, but God damn it. Like, you can have your fantasies. You can have all that kind of stuff, but don't piss all over the goddamn floor. If somebody tells you to piss in the gym, you'd be like, wait, let's go back to the house first. Let's go into the, let's go into someplace. Nigga, piss in the pool. I know the people piss in the gym pool. That's why I don't get in the gym pool. That's a thing. Anyhow. <laughs> Chapter 16. Sitting in the back of a police cruiser with handcuffs slapped on my wrist, I was distraught. The cuffs were so tight. I never think in a thousand years I would get arrested, let alone get arrested for peeing all over Jim's locker room floor. That medicine obviously had me hallucinating. I was terrified that I was seeing things that simply weren't real. Truth be told, I didn't even know if Juan was a real person. Was I imagining him all this time? Who else did I imagine? Shit, I truly had no idea. And the thought that I was losing my mind had me wracked with so much fear and dread and terror. Lord knows, soon as I got back home, whenever that was, I needed to throw that medication away and talk to the doctor about what was going on. I was so disturbed by everything that went down. As I sat in the back of the policeman's car, tears ran down my cheeks. 
Lord, I can't believe this happened to me. I don't know what's wrong with me. I sobbed and my body shivered. Man, please, just, 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 just gather yourself and calm down, the burly white officer said as he sat in the driver's seat of the squad car. We were parked in the parking lot of the gym. There were four other cop cars surrounding us. Four cop cars for an old lady pissing in the bathroom. See, 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 that's that shit. See, see, that's how these cops be doing. See? Blue police lights flash all around the parking lot, and I knew this was creating a scene. As curious gym goers passed by, some of whom I recognized, they caught a glimpse of me in the back of the policeman's car. I just knew folks were going to be gossiping about me once they found out what happened. Lord, this meant I was going to probably have to move out the neighborhood. Some moments later, another police officer walked up to the car I was sitting in. The police officer who was in the driver's seat rolled down his window. The other officer, a taller, older black man, leaned into the window and said, the manager doesn't want to press charges, so she's free to go. However, they banned her from coming back. He then threw his attention to me and said, ma'am, you are free to go, but you, you can't step foot on the gym's premises ever again. Your membership has been officially canceled. Officer, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I truly am. I, I don't know what came over me. I, I, I believe it's the medication I've been taking. I tried to explain as tears continued to drench my cheeks. I wanted to wipe my face so bad, but I couldn't because my hands were behind my back. Well, if that's the case, then you need to get in contact with your doctor and let them know what's going on. In fact, we could take you to the hospital if you feel like you're experiencing some sort of psychiatric distress, the officer explained. All of that is not necessary. I just need to get home and just sleep off this medicine. I took too much this morning and I believe it really, had, really caused me to have these hallucinations, I exclaimed. I'm really sorry. Oh, this is just so embarrassing. The officer walked over to the back passenger door, opened it, and then pulled me out. As a few more gym goers passed by, I looked at a few of them and they shook their heads out of shame. The officer took the handcuffs off me and I immediately massaged the stinging pain out of my wrists. They were hurting so bad. They had me in the back of that car for at least a good hour. Now, please, ma'am, as I said before, please leave the premises immediately and you are not to return ever. Just count yourself lucky that the gym manager isn't pressing charges against you, the officer said, then escorted me over to my car. Once I hopped in my car, the officers trailed me back to my townhouse. I quickly got out of my car and made my way inside the house. My heart raced with anxiety. I felt like I was going to pass out at any moment. That medicine was working overtime all over my body. As crazy as it sounded, even when I was in the back of the squad car, I kept seeing visuals of Mr. Juan. My insides were fired up, and although I didn't have the ability to touch myself while I was in the back of the car, I kept having orgasm after orgasm. What in the world was going on? I didn't realize this medicine was this potent. I dashed down the hallway and made my way into my bedroom's bathroom. You know what? I just got to stop for a second. I am fucking sick and tired of this nigga saying bedroom's bathroom. Why can't you just say the bathroom? I delve into the bathroom, nigga. We, we don't give a fuck if it's in the bedroom. You went into the bathroom. Stop saying the bedroom's bathroom. My bedroom's bathroom, son of a bitch. 
Once inside, I flicked the light switch on, but I exploded into a scream when I saw Rodessa staring at me in the mirror. How in the hell did you get into my house? I screamed to the top of my lungs, almost ready to fight this old crazy bitch. But when I quickly gathered myself and stared at the mirror, Rodessa was just standing there. I didn't see myself at all in the mirror. As I raised my right hand and checked my face to see if I was even real or if I was hallucinating again, I saw Rodessa raise her right hand as well. Then I raised my left and Rodessa did the same. I stormed up to the mirror and began to poke and prod my face. And that's when it hit me. I was Rodessa. What in the hell is going on? Why do I look like this? I'm going crazy. No, hell no. I do not look like this. Freaked out, I stormed out of my bathroom and then flew towards my bedroom window. Pulling the curtains back, I looked across the lawn and saw that the townhouse next to me still had a for sale sign up in the lawn. Was Rodessa even real? Was her fine-ass husband Ricky even real? Was I hallucinating all this? Baby, this is just too much for me to handle. Just to make sure I hadn't fully lost my mind, I stormed back into the bathroom and saw my real self in the mirror. Oh, child. I clasped my chest out of relief. Without hesitation, I rumbled through my medicine cabinet and pulled out that horrible medication. Once I popped the lid to the bottle open, I threw all the pills down the sink and ran the faucet. Pills got me fucked up. Back in the bedroom, I pulled out my cell phone and gave that Dr. Chang Lee a call. He had to know about what was happening. I needed help immediately. Some seconds later, the receptionist at the office picked up and I asked her to put the doctor on the phone. Good afternoon, Miss Washington. Is everything all right? How are you feeling? He asked once he answered the phone. Doctor, that, that medicine, I took it again and I think I took too much of it and I've been hallucinating. That medicine got me going crazy, I cried into the phone. My breathing was rapid and I tried to control my fluttering heart rate. Calm down, Miss Washington. I'm so glad you gave me a call because I was worried you continued taking the medication. We need to get into contact with your GP now and I'm going to explain to them everything that's happening, he explained. If you still need to take a medication for your restless leg syndrome, we might have to switch you over to a new medication but you have to throw away that medicine now. Hallucinations are one of the main side effects of the drug. I know, I, I get that now. I was hallucinating all this morning, I said back to him as I shivered. It seemed like the medicine was hitting me in waves. My insides were once again quivering and I just had every urge to get the hell up off this phone and go find some quick dick. Miss Washington, has this been the first time you've hallucinated? Dr. Chang Lee asked. Yes, I am quite certain. This is the first time anything like this has happened. What exactly happened? I went silent for a moment. Then I said, I'm too embarrassed to say, but, but it is bad. It's very bad. Okay, I understand. Miss Washington, we may also need to bring you in for some additional evaluations just to rule out that it's truly the medicine causing these hallucinations. The mass on your brain might be causing these issues as well. Why? I scrunched up my face out of disgust. 
I'm tired of all these goddamn tests. You said I don't have the cancer no more. I done did enough of these tests. No, hell no. I can't. I can't do any more of this anymore. I got to go. I threw the medicine away. I can't handle any of this anymore. Miss Washington, please, just, just please calm down. You sound very manic right now. Do you need me to send somebody by to check up on you? We can have you admitted to the hospital. Hospital? You got me fucked up. I ain't going to no motherfucking crazy house. I said I threw the goddamn medicine away. Now don't fuck with me. The walls were closing in. Everything around me was spinning. No, Miss Washington, not, not that kind of hospital. Please just try to calm down and get yourself together for a moment. What I mean is I think it's important we admit you to run these tests just to rule out any possibilities that the tumor could be causing these hallucinations along with any other personality change. No, I said no. I hung up the phone and tossed it off to the side. I shot up from the bed and began manically pacing my bedroom floor. I wasn't going crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with me. It was just this medicine fucking with me. That was it. I'll be damned if I was going to let these doctors keep messing with me. Needing to immediately soothe my nerves, I stormed out of my room and made my way to the kitchen. I pulled down an unopened bottle of some cabossier, twisted the cap off, and took a huge swig. The liquor burned like hell as it ran down my throat, but within seconds, a sense of calm ran over me. Hell, I needed some reefer, too. I stood in the kitchen for a few more moments just to gather my thoughts. Then I marched back into my bedroom. I grabbed my cell phone off the bed and saw that I had a missed call from Charday. And just like that, I had forgotten I was supposed to go to the hospital since Alice was now out of her coma. I shot her a text and told her I'd try my best to make it up there, but I was still feeling under the weather. I, I just needed to sleep off this medicine and hope my life would return back to normal. My only fear, though, was that I slipped right back into depression and not have the motivation to do anything. But at this point, I'd rather take depression than going crazy. A week had gone by, and once again, I found myself holed up in my house. Absolutely drained, I couldn't muster up not a single iota of strength to get out of bed. And when I did, it was only the tinkler to get something to eat out of my kitchen. And I was barely eating. I'd have an apple or an orange here or there. For the past few days, my stomach had been in knots. Withdrawn from the medicine had been working something serious over my body. A few people had been calling me over the last few days to check in on me, but I wasn't answering anybody's phone calls. I was way too out of it. I did feel bad that I hadn't checked on Alice yet. It was Tuesday morning, and as I looked over at my alarm clock, I saw that it was almost noon. Since I had been off that medicine, I had been sleeping for almost 12 or 13 hours every damn night. It was like my body was trying to make up for lost sleep. Just as I was about to slide out of bed and take a shower, my phone started to buzz. I looked down at the screen and recognized the number. It was a doctor's office. Oh Lord, what in the hell do they want with me now? I done told them I don't want no more damn tests done on me. Reluctant to answer the phone, I sat there in the bed as I watched the phone continue to vibrate. But something told me to answer, so I quickly yanked the phone off the charger and it answered. Hello? Miss Washington, how are you? This is Dr. Chang Lee. I'm just checking in on you. I rolled my eyes. I'm fine, but I can't talk long. 
Okay, no worries. I know the last conversation we had was a bit rough, but I, I wanted to reach out and let you know that we're here to help. I know everything's been pretty brutal this year, but I just wanted to let you know that I've been thinking about you and, and I'm just concerned about the tumor. What are you concerned about? You said that it wasn't cancerous. Right, right. But that doesn't mean that the tumor may not still have some sort of impact on your brain health. It could also possibly grow and then cause a hematoma, which may lead to death. This is a very serious matter, especially considering how long you've been on that medication, he explained. Silent, I sat there for a second, trying to quickly conjure up a response. But hearing him plead with me made me realize he was right. Absolutely right. What was I doing? This man was a doctor trying to save my life, and I was being absolutely hard-headed. No fucking shit, Bernita. Okay, doctor, you got me. I'll come in and do the test. I've just been feeling so funky, though. That's understandable. I'm glad you had a change of heart, he replied. As for the depression, it's my recommendation that we get you to talk to a psychiatrist to do an eval, and from there, you could be prescribed an antidepressant to help with everything that's going on. Sometimes these dopaminergen drugs have very bad withdrawal and can leave patients worse off. Okay, that can work, but just to let y'all know, I'm still very upset about how this whole entire situation unfolded. I'm very disappointed in the level of care, and I will still be filing a complaint against Dr. Newman, and I will still be consulting with my attorney about this type of medical negligence. I'm a senior citizen, and you all should be very aware of the fact that every health decision at this point in my life matters. Understandable. Do what you have to do. But in the meantime, please just give us a time when you can come in so we can get those additional tests going. Dr. Chang Lee said, as I can hear him ruffling through some papers. I can come in this afternoon. Does that work? Yes. 2 p.m. Good. I hung up the phone and went straight to the shower. Later that afternoon, I went to the doctor and let Dr. Chang Lee perform all the tests he needed. That same day, he referred me over to a psychiatrist. The following day, after talking to a psychiatrist who just so happened to be a very smart young sister, I was put on a new medication to help me deal with the depression I was experiencing. Hopefully, this medication didn't have any crazy side effects. Whew. So now I have like so many questions, so many questions. Was she hallucinating Markel? Did he, she hallucinate Will? I mean, she must not hallucinate Percy, I guess, but maybe? Maybe. And then her seeing herself as a uh, Rodessa when they hadn't even moved in yet. Like, is that how she sees herself? Like when she's not on the medication? Is she some purple weave round woman? Like, this is a lot. This is a whole lot. Like, she imagined Ricky once again, if we can't, if this whole thing is based on the medication, 
that ain't that can't work. That can't be it. That can't be. I mean, this is it's the way it's written. So obviously, that's what it is. What it is isn't always what it could be. I'm just like, wow, wow. She saw herself in the mirror as Rodessa, y'all. Like, whoa. Maybe that's what she's scared she will become. Had me doing a, a, a Memphis accent for nothing. Whew. It's a lot. And that's actually technically the end of the book. Dr. Chang Lee is the real MVP of this book. He's like, nigga, I'm trying to save your motherfucking life. You out here talking about you still going to sue people. That's fine. I didn't do that. I don't care. Come here so I can save your life. Come here. I'm going to save it. I want to be saved. And then, you know, it's like scared to go to the doctor. This is a real talk, black folks. I'm just saying, this is the message. Get your ass to the doctor. Don't matter. Don't be scared. But now is the epilogue of Old Thought Next Door. Two weeks flew by, and just as it was the start of spring, I was experiencing the start to a new life. I was back to feeling like my old self, but not my sinning self. I was filled with so much joy and energy, and by the grace of God, I was feeling a thousand percent better. God is still able. Now that I was getting my health together and feeling like a new woman, I finally had the strength and energy to finally get around the neighborhood. Most importantly, I had enough strength to finally pay Alice a visit. That was actually what I had planned on this sunny, windy afternoon. Sun rays pierced through my bedroom blinds. I stood in my bedroom finishing up this yoga exercise DVD I had planned on my television. You know, I never would have thought in a million years that a medication could have that kind of impact on you. But honey, let me tell you something. I was somewhat relieved to have been delivered from that demon of sex addiction. Now that I was truly free of that crazy drug, I realized that stuff had been driving me crazy all these years and had really changed my personality. That stuff turned me into a nasty, scandalous woman. I never wanted to go down that road again. While there was a part of me that still craved companionship and to an extent enjoyed all my sexual relations, I felt so guilty knowing that I was out there running them streets like that. That was just not me. The more I had time to relax my mind and let my mind, body, and soul heal, the more I realized how I really missed Clarence. While we didn't have the best marriage when it came to sex, he was a good man and really took good care of me. Sure, there were times that I wanted to leave because I wasn't able to start a family, but our marriage definitely had a lot of happy moments and I will be forever grateful for all the good times he gave me. I just couldn't believe that while he was down and out in that nursing home, I was out there messing around with all those young boys. But that was a pass. Let bygones be bygones. It was time to move forward and clean up what I messed up. I was starting my life over again. I had made my mind up. I wasn't hoeing no more because a whore can't make it through the door. So the first thing I had to clean up was my friendship with Alice. I finished my exercise and then went straight to the bathroom to get ready. After hopping out of the shower, I threw on a light outfit and then took all of my medicines. There was still a part of me that was so apprehensive of having to take all these medicines, given all of what I went through. However, baby, 
I was just so thankful that Dr. Chang Lee didn't give up on me and saw that I received excellent medical care. After he ran a few more tests on me, it was determined that the non-cancerous tumor growing on my brain wasn't having any real impact on my health and that it would soon shrink down due to this other medicine I was currently taking. Also, I had now started talking via phone to my psychiatrist and therapist, Dr. Kimberly Jackson. She was a wonderful young woman and I was so relieved that I had me a black doctor who could help me get my mind right. She was helping me manage my mood. Now, the only thing that had me a tad concerned was that she did tell me that there was a possibility I'd experienced some weird side effects from taking the medication. But baby, let me tell you something right now. If I started to feel any kind of funniness going on in my mind, I was going to stop taking that mess. At that point, I just had to rely on prayer and some of my herbs to help me through. I had to say, though, that the one thing I had me relieved was that the hallucination I've been experiencing being on that Mirapex drug wasn't as bad as it could have been. Dr. Kimberly told me that those drugs would have turned me into a full-blown psychotic. After I got done taking my medicine, I made my way out of the house and hopped in my car. Strolling down the avenue, I pulled out my phone and dialed Alice to let her know I was on the way. She had been discharged from the hospital a few days ago, and we finally spoke by phone last night. We talked at great length about everything that had happened. She was such a true friend, indeed, and told me that even when she was down and out, not knowing whether or not she was going to live or die, she was still worried about me. Her saying that made me feel so bad, and I felt like such a bad friend for not having the courage to visit her. But the fact that I had messed around with her fiancé some years ago still bothered me. It was time to fess up to her to tell her everything if our friendship was going to survive. Vernita, Alice cried when she swung the door open and lunged at me. Hugging her back tightly, we both cried in each other's arms. Girl, it is so good to see you, I sobbed as we rocked each other. She planted kisses all over me and then tugged me inside her house. Quickly walking over to the living room, we both sat down on the couch. Girl, you still looking good. I commented when I noticed she was still in good shape and didn't even look like the heart attack did anything to her. Sis, stop it. The doctor told me I had lost like 15 pounds when I was in the hospital, Alice said, smiling. But I'm just glad to be alive by the grace of God. Yes, I am too. I'm so glad you made it, girl. I don't know what I would have done if you had passed on. But I am still so happy to know how everything turned out with your cancer. That would have been more devastating, Vernita. See, God is working some miracles throughout the world. Child, tell me about it. You ain't lying. She and I spent the next hour or so talking about all our health woes. It's just so crazy how everything went from good to bad to now just being good, it seems, she commented. Yeah, well, that's just life, I guess. We just got to do our part and get closer to God's will. I've been reading my Bible more and trying to get right with God, I said. I was being completely honest, too. I have been missing going to church. I need to find me a new church home, though, I said. Why? You don't like Pastor Meeks? He's such a wonderful man, Alice said as she flew through some television channels on her TV. Yeah, he, he just be having folks in church too long. I love the Lord, but I can't be in church for no eight hours. I just need to hear the word and leave, I said, shaking my head. I couldn't tell her, but the real reason why I didn't want to go back to Mount Plymouth, my old church, was because I had slept with the pastor. Don't judge me. Anyways, 
But yeah, I'm thinking about going over to Pilgrim Baptist on 115th. Oh, yeah. I love Dr. Franklin. Now, he a good preacher, Alice said, and then started laughing. This is so hilarious, though. I would have never thought you and I would be having a conversation about church. Seemed like just a few months ago, we would have been talking about nothing but men. Yeah, you're right. But things got to change. Vernita got to slow her roll, I nervously laughed. Now was the time I had to tell her the truth. Butterflies filled the pits of my stomach, and I didn't know exactly how I was going to roll out this confession. But I had to get it off my chest. I pretty much concluded that although I felt guilty for messing with this man years back, she had no right to hold a grudge against me because she wasn't dating him then. They hadn't even known each other at that point. At least, I didn't think they did. I simply went on a cruise, met him, and we did our thing. There was nothing more to it. Hell, he was so adamant that we had a relationship, but I didn't want one. And now I was glad that didn't happen because truth be told, Alice would have never had a chance to meet him and experience true happiness. Just like that, our conversation had shifted to the topic of Lamar. Lamar is such a good man though. I am so glad I met him. Before I confess, I just, I just had to make sure that I wasn't going crazy and that this indeed was the same Lamar. I'm pretty sure it was though. He had a face I'd never forget. Even with me taking that crazy medication, I can still vividly remember the good time we had on that cruise. Whoo, child, just thinking about it had me getting so moist. But just like that, I quickly deadened those Jezebelish thoughts. So what exactly does this Mr. Lamar do again? I asked. You know, it, it was crazy because when he was in the hospital, he had this security with him. He must have some money. Alice's beaming smile suddenly turned flat and she pursed her lips shut. She cleared her throat and then said, well, I, I didn't want to tell you this, but <clears throat> um, Lamar used to be a big time basketball player back in the late 70s, she said. Now, I never knew exactly how old Lamar was, but I knew he had to be in his late 50s or early 60s. He didn't look like it, though. Didn't fuck like it either. Oh, hell, stop thinking nasty, Vernita. Y'all excuse me, but I couldn't help but think about how he had handled my body those nights on that cruise. So what are you trying to say? You acting all weird about it and whatnot, I said to her. Well, he's a multimillionaire, but I didn't want him to flaunt his money around nobody. That, that just ain't my style, you know? What? I was shocked, but then not really. Something even back then told me Lamar had to have some money. But damn, millions? When you say multimillionaire, what exactly do you mean? Well, I, I didn't want to ask him, but I, I just had to know. He's worth at least 20 million. My mouth flung wide open. Girl, you hit the damn jackpot. Excuse my language. I know, but, but what? I just, I just know our lives are going to change. Honestly, I didn't even know why he was so interested in me. I mean, we hadn't even had sex yet. He's been moving pretty quickly too. Damn, no sex? Now I was feeling even more guilty. Oh, God, this is going to be bad. I had it in me to suddenly not tell her anything.
But then I heard a voice tell me it was still the right thing to do. I had to tell her, don't hold back, Vernita. It is what it is. Well, I'm so glad you found a man who's going to treat you right and treat you like a queen, girl. You deserve it. Yeah, I'm just still so nervous. We're actually supposed to have dinner later on tonight to talk about our wedding. He wants to elope too, get married in Mexico. Then do it. Why you want to have a big wedding any damn way? I just want all my friends and family to be there. Well, that's a good point, but, but still, take advantage of it, especially considering everything that happened. Yeah, well, that's a good point indeed. The two of us got quiet and they stared off at the television. Some court show was blaring on the TV. Then the voice sounded off in my head again. Tell her, Vernita. Tell her. I glanced over at her and gently placed my hand on her shoulder. Alice, I got something I need to tell you. And, and please, I, I don't want you to be mad at me. Tell me what? Her face twisted with confusion. Anxiety bubbled deep down in me. I closed my eyes and took a long breath. Well, it's complicated, but... But what? I went silent. Lord, please, I, I didn't have the strength to do it. But the voice said again, just do it. You need to let go and let God. I exhaled. I... Well, remember years ago when I went on that cruise? Yeah, Alice's brow raised out of curiosity. Please, Ver Vernita, just tell me what's going on. I don't like surprises like this. Well, suddenly Alice clenched her stomach and squeezed her eyes shut. Hold that thought, she muttered. She sounded anguished. Everything all right? I asked, sounding concerned. You got me nervous and now my stomach is hurting. All of a sudden, Alice blasted up from the couch. I need to use a restroom. I feel like I'm a vomit. Is everything all right though? Do I need to call someone? No, I'm fine. It's just this medicine doctor got me on sometimes causes extreme nausea. I'll be right back. She said as she then quickly made her way towards the staircase. I followed her up the staircase and feeling very concerned, I asked. Are you sure though, girl? I'm sure, Alice said as she labored up the steps. Here, let me help you, I said as I got to her side and helped her upstairs. Lord knows she didn't need to be running up and down the stairs like this. I'm pretty certain the doctor would agree with me as well. Take your time, Alice, I told her. Then once we approached the door of the guest bathroom, she flew inside, closed the door and locked it. I had to stand by and listen just to make sure she was okay. Although I wanted to listen to this voice and tell her the truth about everything, another voice told me to back down. This wasn't the right time. This would absolutely be devastating to her. Hell, she just got out the hospital. This type of confession would surely break her heart. Still standing guard near the door, I leaned against it and listened to see if she was okay. Oh, shit! She bellowed, and then I heard the sound of what had to be diarrhea blasting out of her rectum and into the toilet. Then a bomb of farting went off. What the fuck? This is the epilogue? Like, this is... My eyes widened out of disgust, as I did not need to hear all that. What kind of medicine did the doctor have her on? 
her bowel sounded very loose. Now that I thought about it, shit, maybe I need to ask her what her doctor gave her because my bowels lately have been a bit clogged up too. Child, I hadn't used the bathroom in nearly two days and I had tried everything. Prune juice, fiber, hell, I even took me some milk and magnesia and nothing was working. Perhaps it was a side effect of these new medications Dr. Kimberly and Dr. Chang Lee had me on. Some minutes later, I heard the sound of her spraying air freshener in the bathroom. Then the sound of the toilet flushing along with the faucet running escaped the door. Thank God nothing was seriously wrong. It just sounded like whatever she was taking gave her the runs. The bathroom door flung open and I took a few steps back because I'd be damned if I was gonna smell what came up out of her. Whew. Sorry about that, child. Ooh, Lord, sometimes that medicine got my colon doing jumping jacks. It's okay. I need me something like that because my bowels are locked up, I said. We both exploded in the laughter and then slowly waltzed over near the staircase. We began to head back down, but then Alice turned around and said, please, just go ahead and tell me what happened. Did you catch something on that cruise? No, I snapped. Why would you say that? Well, what else could it be? <sighs> I took another deep breath and then exhaled. I slept with Lamar. I just let it out. I don't know why it came out that way, but it did. Excuse me? Alice's face suddenly turned sour. What did you say? Girl, please don't be mad at me, but I had messed around with Lamar while I was on that cruise. Alice stood there for a moment. This empty look filled her glaze at me, almost as if she was staring at her dead mother. Wait, I just need you to say what I thought you said. You did what now? I said I slept with Lamar, Alice. Damn, now please don't let me say it again. When? How? You lying. She roared, her angry voice echoing all through the house. Please calm down, Alice. You're going to put too much stress on yourself. Let's go downstairs and let me explain everything. Rapidly shaking and waving her finger no at the same time, she said, nuh -uh, no. You need to tell me every motherfucking thing about this bullshit right now. This is probably the real reason why your lousy ass didn't even bother to come by and visit me, isn't it? Well, technically, yeah, it is. I mean, she, she, not like you think it is, but yeah, yeah. Alice, please, let's just sit down and talk about this. No, I ain't got nothing to say about it. I should have known. I should have motherfucking known. I just knew this is all too good to be true, she cried. <clears throat> my own damn friend fucked my man, the only man who ever really loved me. Alice, I cried in terror as dread filled my body. I damn near was about to vomit myself. See, I knew something told me not to say anything. I don't know why I listen to that stupid ass voice going off in my head. Don't say anything to me. Just get the fuck up out of my house. Alice, don't be like that. This is years ago on the cruise. I don't trust a goddamn thing you saying. You gonna come up in my motherfucking house and tell me some bullshit like that? Bitch, are you crazy? Her face turned red. I could see she was becoming extremely flustered and I really needed to calm her down before she ended up having another heart attack. Alice, please, let's just go downstairs and talk about this before you get yourself all worked up. Just calm down, baby. I can explain everything. Don't say shit to me, you nasty old bitch, she thundered. 
But you know what? Now that you told me what you did, I am glad I did what the fuck I did years ago. And I don't regret any of it. My brow raised out of absolute confusion. What are you talking about, Alice? I cried back to her as my body shuddered out of control. I damn near had to sit myself down to get myself together. <laughs> I guess this is all karma. I'll be damned. You fucked my man. Well, guess what, honey? I fucked your man. Yup, baby, I fucked Clarence. I was fucking him for years. And guess what? His dick was good. He was complaining about your dry ass crotch all the time. Baby, he was dicking me down and eating me out so good. My eyes widened with absolute surprise. I clutched my mouth. You lying. Stop, stop lying. You're just saying that. That is a horrible thing to say. Why, how dare you? Bitch, I am not lying. I fucked Clarence. Believe it, baby. Yeah, he might have had a shrimp dick, but bitch, he knew how to work that little dick of his and his tongue. He used to eat my ass every night and would still go home to kiss your raggedy ass. All them years you were kissing him, bitch, you was tasting my ass and my pussy. Yeah, bitch. Now stop it. You stop right now, Alice. I done had enough of this. You stop right now. You losing your mind. Nah, bitch. I ain't lying. You want proof? Bitch, I know Clarence had one testicle. He only had one ball, his right ball. And I used to lick on that every night, too, after he got done eating my ass, of, of, of course. My heart completely stopped. Right there and then, I knew she was absolutely telling the truth. Clarence indeed only had one testicle, and it was for that very reason we could never conceive. We tried for years to have a child, but it never happened. Two years into our marriage, Clarence was diagnosed with testicular cancer. At the time, the doctor told him he had no other choice but to remove his left testicle. After the surgery, we were told that our chance to conceive were still pretty high, but it never happened. We tried everything for a decade until I became too old to have children. Hearing this almost induced a heart attack and I could feel my chest tighten. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Gonna come in my motherfucking house to try and spill secrets. Well, take that. She shouted at me as I fell into what seemed like an asthma attack. You ain't right, I cried. Yo ass ain't right. Why would you do that to me? All these years and this how you do me? Hurricane-like tears fell out of my eyes, and all I wanted to do was just fall out and die. Lord, this was too much to handle. Why were you doing this to me, God? Oh, and another motherfucking thing. Yo ass may not have had a kid, but guess what, bitch? Clarence Show did have one by me, and her name is Charday. <laughs> I guess. You lying. Stop it. Nope. Not lying. Bitch, I still got the DNA test. Stop it. Just stop it. Panicking, the walls began to close in and dizziness overcame me. Bitch, fuck you. Just get the hell up out of my house. Clarence wouldn't dare. Baby, Clarence was lying to you. The reason why he couldn't have babies with your ugly raggedy ass because after he got pregnant with me, he got a vasectomy. Now get the hell up out of my house, she bellowed as she pointed down the staircase towards the door. 
Those words instantly triggered me. Everything around me turned red. You fat bitch. I'm going to kill you. I didn't know what came over me, but without hesitation, I lunged at Alice and pushed her down the staircase. <laughs> she screamed as her body tumbled down the long staircase. <laughs> Everything happened instantaneously, and before I had a chance to process it, she was now down on the floor. She didn't move at all. Still standing at the top of the staircase, reality sat back into my mind, and I saw Alice sprawled out near the foyer. Alice! Alice, I cried as I quickly made my way down the stairs. However, as soon as I got close enough, I saw she had a puddle of blood leaking from her head. Oh no, Alice, wake up. Oh Lord, 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 wake up, baby. It's a fucking epilogue for your ass. Like what? <sighs> Damn. I mean, that's out of nowhere. Like that is literally like, out of no fucking where Alice kept that to the vest while she talking about Vernita being a hoe like yo so Vernita had never told her about uh Lamar which again was something that was years before I don't know why she mad I mean you could have feelings about it that's true but I mean Vernita tells Alice that I had sex with your dude before you met him on a cruise. You know about the cruise. I told you about the cruise. So you literally know the timeline. You know this. And Alice is like, I fucked your husband and had a baby by him. And he talked about your dry ass coochie. What you going to do now, bitch? That is literally zero to five million real, 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 real quick. Oh, my God. Like, yo, did she just murder Alice? I mean... I'm not going to say it's justified. I'm not. Just be quiet and let y'all niggas say it like Doherty Explorer would. I'm just going to stare at the screen. Holy shit. Whew. Damn. And how you a multi $20 million person in the 70s playing basketball when them niggas was making like $50,000 contracts? How'd that work? Where they do that at? You play the stock market? You a businessman now? now? This ain't all from being a basketball player. Not in the 70s. Nah, nah. Them niggas didn't start getting even $125,000 contracts until the 80s. I know that shit. They didn't start getting $100 million contracts until the 90s, mid-90s. Like 98, Glenn, uh, Glenn Robinson was the first one to sign a $100 million contract. He wasn't worth it. I mean, that's my dog. But let's be honest like that. How this nigga making 20 million? It don't matter now because he's just gonna have to spend like six thousand of it to get her a casket because that motherfucker's dead. And Charday is uh Clarence's daughter. Whew, child, the ghetto, like oh my god, this is what ratchet book. Oh my god, this is how we're ending the first one. God, god damn, yo. Why the fuck weren't you writing like this? I mean, he was technically, but damn. I'm going to take the weekend to think about this. Like, do I want to just go straight into part two? Or do I want to read something else like the fucking Phantom Toll Booth? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I have other books and I was going to read them and then circle back around to this. But damn, really? Oh, my God. Hey, y'all, let me know on Twitter. Let me know. Okay, what do y'all think? Do y'all think I should read this? Like, okay, 
Um, I will probably read a short book next, I think. And then let me know if I should just go straight into part two. Let me know because this is some shit. Oh my God. Like I'm shook. Whew. Damn. Trying to act like you all high and mighty and holy this whole fucking time listening to Luther while you just eating ass and shit. Getting your ass ate. Alice with a Alice was a, a, a woman with a healthy sex drive and Clarence wasn't getting what he needed at home. And so that shit happened because Vernita, the way she was talking about Clarence at the beginning, you know, she didn't respect and appreciate what he was doing anyway. I mean, I know that that was off the medication, but like I tell folks, even when you drunk, you still tell some truths. So, Alice and Clarence probably would have been perfect for one another. He probably should have just left Vernita's ass. I don't know. So Ratchet Book Club, this is the end of series one. Um, that is wild. Like, email me, y'all. Let me know what y'all think. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. Oh my God. Golly, that was a bombshell. Like, whoa. Golly, wow. Wow, wow, wow. She had the DNA test to prove it. That is some shit. That is some straight. Bad girls club type shit. All right, y'all. Fuck it. I'm out. I can't do no more of it for today. That's it. Um, if y'all leave a review, leave five stars. I appreciate it. Thank you to uh, the folks who already left the review. Um, maybe the next episode be me just talking about this book as a whole. I don't know. I don't know. We got to see. I'm. I'm. My heart is pumping right now. This is that's some wild ass shit. Whew. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com, Ratchet Book Club uh, on Twitter. Um, leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast at. If the place you listen to the podcast doesn't allow you to leave a review, uh, just go to iTunes. Leave a five-star review, y'all. We appreciate it. It gets us higher up on the list to uh, be seen by more people um, on iTunes and wherever else podcasts are done at, you know. Thank y'all so much for listening. I had a blast reading this book. Whew. Golly. Damn. Y'all be good. I'll holler at you later. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.